In this episode of Wisdom Talks, John Barter reflects on the four great elements that make up our body and physical existence, earth, water, fire and air. With our reflections, we have been uh, considering various uh, teachings of the Buddha that relate to numerical collections, numbered uh, teachings that are uh, uh, perspectives, practices, appreciations. And so we have uh, had a look at uh, several of the collections of three and uh, over the last few weeks looking at uh, various collections of uh, four and pretty much moving towards the end of the teachings around four things Certainly, uh, the last couple of weeks we've had some interesting reflections. We had uh, the four messengers a couple of weeks ago. The Buddha speaking about the the four messengers, especially the importance of the fourth messenger. The uh, the three messengers with the the message of um, the nature of the body, the human condition in terms of uh, that which we all experience to some degree in various ways, aging, illness, death, uh, the aging, illness, death of um, others, and also of the body that uh, we make use of. And especially the fourth messenger being that of uh, the, the, uh, the monk, the mendicant, the recluse, or the spiritual practitioner pointing pointing towards the possibility of the mind being freed from identification with or as uh, the separate egoic sense of self that also then becomes very identified with or as the body. So me, I, and my body. And so the the possibility of uh, realizing truth or reality, realizing reality beyond, beyond the identification as as a body that will or is experiencing aging, illness, and death, and therefore a source of uh, distress, upset, suffering. So the the fourth messenger with that message of possibility, being the way, the way to freedom. And then last week, uh, looking into the four requisites or the four supports that are required for supporting our body or the body and their particular reflections that are used for Buddhist monks and nuns considering uh, the proper use of these four supports especially living a uh, renunciant life a life of simplicity that's uh, reliant on the support and generosity of others especially supporting and offering those four supports of um, food and then uh, robes or clothing for the body and then shelter and then medicine and certainly appreciating that uh, it's not just monks and nuns that need these and that make use of these but anybody everybody needs these basic four things for looking after the the life the health the um the ease of the body and so then the proper wise skillful use of them certainly for ourselves this evening a uh, continuation of uh, a set of four that certainly relates to these last two sets. 
and even with regards to uh, words, uh, especially the, the four messengers with their message being um, spoken about as uh, Dharma Dutta, Dharma being the word for truth or reality, Dutta being uh, messengers with a message. And this evening, talking about um, not Dutta, but dat, um, Datu. So the four Datu. Anyone knows what they are? The four Datu? Atu? Ditu? <laughs> Data? Datu um, is uh, a translation of, uh, or is translated as elements. And so it could be uh, a collection of various uh, elements, but in the context that I'll speak about it tonight, they are the four elements, the four great elements that uh, pertain to and make up what we see and take to be our body, our physical life, our physical existence. Certainly the fact is that, uh, yes, um, there is life, uh, we are alive, but um, how much have we actually considered um, what is life with regards to this physical embodied existence? And this is where a reflection, a consideration, even meditations on the four elements become important because often uh, there's so much uh, um, consideration buying into how the body is and uh, making it look good, feel good, smell good, etc. And yet there's not so much an appreciation of uh, what is the foundation of this body which we seem to take to be not just ours, but actually ourself. Our language uh, certainly appreciates that. Yes, we do say, it's my body, but it's more than that. It's, it's I body, I as the body, the self as the body. But uh, really, what, what is that? What is this phenomena? Sure, we can appreciate that uh, from a couple of weeks ago, yes, the, these bodies that we have, that we make use of, are subject to aging, illness, and death, that's, that's a reality that we can't deny. And aging isn't about just being an aged person, that aging happens from the moment of um, conception. That's how the developmental process occurs. And that illness, again, doesn't have to be, yes, when I get old, I, I might be ill, I hope I'm not, but illness certainly in varying degrees happens, um, probably from conception onwards as well. Illness can occur. And likewise with death, no guarantees about how long these bodies that we have will, will live for. And yet often we get caught up in the opposite of these three, focusing on the opposite of um, aging, as in like um, uh, youthfulness. People say we, we have a youth culture. We don't fully appreciate the, the importance of grey hair, <laughs> the importance of looking older and... Uh, um, being respected because one is a senior, uh, an elder of the community. Very important. Um, so, but we get caught up in youth, we get, we focus on, on health. Sure, it's important to be healthy, but, but not to uh, the point that especially focusing on physical health, we deny mental health, spiritual health, relationship health, etc. And also, um, not being aware of or open to, uh, 
mortality, we get caught up in this idea that we're going to live forever. I'll, I'll live forever, I'll be young forever, and um, I'll be healthy forever. But actually, what makes up this body as the four great elements are constantly changing. Constantly changing. So these four great elements are certainly the element of earth, so the earth element, which uh, in our body is the, the solid element, the grounded element, the, the, the firmness that we feel with regards to these bodies. And then we have uh, the uh, water element, and water element is the fluidity or the, the liquid element of the body, various uh, liquids that uh, make up and pertain to this body. Then we have the uh, fire element or heat element, heat in the body, warmth in the body, very important. And then we have the air element, which is the, the, the breath, the, the air in the body, various not just the breath in the in the nose and the throat and lungs, but the, the air that's also in the body as well. So these four great elements that make up the parameters, or the seeming parameters that we call me and mine and, and I and and self. And yet uh, these these four great elements have their own their own nature. And and certainly especially when they're outside or beyond the body. So the earth element of this body, the, the firmness, is actually the result of um, the planet out there. The, um, the soil, the sand, the clay, the rocks, the minerals that uh, our bodies have consumed. And maybe, maybe not consumed directly the earth, unless you've got a mouthful of sand at the beach one day. But um, um, because we eat other creatures, animals and plants, they've eaten earth. Um, the animal's eaten the plant, and the plant has made itself out of the earth. And so it ends up as, as this body that, that we have here. And then certainly the, uh, the liquid element, um, which is a little bit more fluid, obviously, than, say, earth. So the, the fluids that we take into the body on a daily basis, various fluids, not always just water, uh, especially on the weekend. <laughs> Some green tea. And uh, the, the, the water element, uh, part of the, the water that, that moves around the planet, not just in, the, in clouds, but also the, the, the river systems, the, the lakes, the, um, the seas, the oceans, the ponds, the puddles, uh, the, the water element that's out there that then becomes part of this body, uh, very important to this body. That uh, you know the fact that uh, it's said that ninety percent of these bodies that we ha that we have are are fluid, are water, and constantly, constantly coming and going. With every breath, we're breathing out moisture. Um, whatever we're doing, there's there's moisture coming off the body. Certainly, maybe absorbing some moisture as well, but but certainly coming off as well. Especially if you're uh, doing a hard day's work, which may not be behind the computer, but it might be outside, dripping sweat the water comes off we know ah oh, yes that's that's the water element happening there needing to replenish the body soon otherwise not enough water element and then into the um, the fire element that's an interesting one the the fire element the warmth of this body where did that come from well certainly it comes from the 
the food that we eat, not just, okay, it's warm because I've had the air conditioning unit on, we've got the fire going, but, but certainly the food that we eat, and the food that we eat is a result of these four elements as well, and especially whether it's uh, eating someone else's body um, or some plant body, then they've, they've certainly absorbed heat and energy, and especially from the sun. So the, the um, off-planetary body in the sky, the sun, which is providing this heat, this energy, heats up our planet, plants, photosynthesis, animals eating those plants, that then becomes the heat in the body so that our heat is basically solar energy. It's the sun. Touch another person's body, you're touching the sun, so to speak. And very, very important to, for, for that to, to be there the body gets too cold, then that's the end of life. Sure, if the body gets too hot as well, that can be the end of life as well. Fever that's too hot, beyond a certain amount, so um, becomes important to maintain a proper balance of these elements, but especially, especially of the heat element. And, um, and then we have uh, air, the great element of air. The, um, the air, which is... Um, not just our breath, but it's the result of the air that uh, moves around the planet, circumambulating the planet on a constant basis, moving around. We can look out there and um, sure, maybe we don't see the air unless it's got something in it, some smoke or some steam, maybe a cloud, but it's there and so vital to life, so vital to life. It's interesting, uh, I was uh, looking at... TV program last week, um, Bear Grylls, um, the island. He's speaking to a group of people and he said, it's the rule of three. Even though there's four things in this group of three, I counted them up. It's the rule of three, he said to the, the survivors, so to speak. It's um, um, three weeks without food, and that's it. Food's sort of like that earth element. Three weeks without food, that's the end of life, pretty much. Um, three days without water, liquid element, that's the end of life. And then he had um, um, three minutes without air, end of life. But, um, oh, and the next one, important one, three seconds without thinking, <laughs> let's say being mindful, end of life. But, um, yes, these, these four elements make up make up the the uh, the life of our body and especially that air one the breathing in breathing out and that air which is not just our breath it's our breath here but beyond that it's just the air um, and the air that's been moving around the planet um, across across continents across oceans between trees between skyscrapers under cars um, between birds feet um, Know, under the bed, that air that we're breathing in, the dog's breath, we're breathing it in. <laughs> it's keeping us alive. Uh, and it's so important. It becomes, these four elements become this, this body that's, yes, very, very important for life, but it's important to appreciate the, the fundamental basis of it and how much we make and take it to be beyond these four basic elements. Interestingly, that uh, a lot of traditional medicine 
is about these four elements, the keeping these four elements in, in balance. Uh, the Ayurvedic system of medicine, the ancient Indian system, uh, Veda is teachings, Ayut means um, longevity, so the, the teachings on longevity, or bas basically health, are about these four elements, and um, uh, either about heating up the body if it's too cold, or cooling the body down if it's too hot, and the winds in the body and so forth, the fire in the body, and also the energy systems with regards to the energy centers, chakras through the body. Similarly, the Chinese traditional medicine uses the same system of elements. Again, heating up the body with, uh, with massage, acupuncture, acupressure, certain um, um, herbal remedies to heat up or cool down the body and to create balance with regards to these elements. When the elements are out of balance, issues occur. Issues and illnesses occur. And uh, we may even appreciate that ourselves if we, we find that we're, we're too caught into um, the fire and heat element. We need to sort of calm down, calm down, cool down. Or we're getting too lethargic, too much earth element, too tired, too grounded. We need to sort of get a bit more air and sort of um, uplift happening beyond sort of a depressive mood, let's say. Um, so they also relate to psychological states. I had a, um, uh, a neighbor where I lived, and he uh, was researching these elements this was a number of years ago, and he wrote a book called um, Be In Your Element. It was, uh, um, he was a corporate trainer, and the idea that um, in corporate life, people need to, to be in their element and work from their element, especially if they have a dominant element for themselves. There might be a fire, more of a fire person or an earthy person or a or a fluid person, and if they're not working from their element, then stress and unease can occur. And so his book was called uh, uh, Be In Your Element. Um, so it becomes uh, quite important to appreciate these four elements. Sometimes they're spoken about in the context of a fifth element, the fifth element, which is space. And space is important because uh, what surrounds certainly our body, the space between bodies, and also internally is space. Molecularly, scientists would probably say that there's uh, more space in our body than there are than there is substance. So not just space between you know, your, your heart and lungs and um, in your belly and so forth, or space between certain sinews and tendons, but actually the space between cells and the space between the atoms in the cells and the space between the subatomic particles of the atoms of the cells right down to just the the space that's almost the infinity of space on that molecular subatomic uh, um, domain so space is what what is actually within and also certainly without as well. So the fifth, no, the fifth element, or five elements. But certainly those four elements become important for appreciating that they are in a state of flux. Uh, they come, they go, they modify, and at the same time, it's like um, our sense of self holds onto the body being, being static, being stable, not changing. And yet... Um, 
um, that's not a reality. Certainly the Buddha pointed out two and a half thousand years ago that uh, uh, everything is subject to change. And because it's subject to change, it's subject to uncertainty and um, instability, unease, a source of uh, stress. And then because it changes, there can't be any permanent me um, in that which changes. There's nothing permanent in anything that's uh, impermanent. So the three truths with regards to uh, the nature, certainly, of, uh, of this body. And for sure, you get up in the morning and um, we change out of your pyjamas. And uh, probably none of us look like, um, like now as we did this morning when we first got up. Thank goodness. <laughs> Bit of makeup. <laughs> uh, some clothes. <laughs> So uh, change happens through the course of our day, and we probably the body even feels different in terms of energy and heat, um, as it as it does uh, as it did in the morning. So the process of the the energy and the heat and the fluidity and the stability of the body changes through the course of the day. Let alone over the course of um, the week, the month, the year, the decade, the decades and lifetime flux and change, instability, and yet seemingly our self clings to an identity of constancy. This is who I am, this is who I've always been, this is how I'm always going to be. But uh, the reality is, is change. And of course, we need to, be, need to have some degree of stability, but clinging on to it and holding on to it uh, um, when it is actually fluxing can become a problem in itself. Allowing the flow to occur within what is what is helpful balance, because um, um, if not, then it becomes more a state of stress and distress and angst. I am changing. Another grey hair. No, let's uh, you know, pull out that uh, that bottle of dye. Um, let's uh, go and get things <coughs> tightened up a bit, um, so I look like I did uh, last year, or maybe. Go and get things tightened up, and I look like I did ten years ago. <laughs> See, I haven't changed. <laughs> I'm uh, having a family reunion tomorrow. I haven't seen my uh, my sister for about oh, about uh, six years. She's been living in Holland, and uh, my brother uh, haven't seen him for about um, four and a half years, and. Um, haven't seen my mother for oh, maybe about 10 months. So having a uh, reunion tomorrow, my, since my sister's come out from Holland for my brother's 50th birthday, and uh, they might have seen me uh, on my website. That photo's 10 years old. <laughs> they might get a shock. <laughs> but... Um, Sure, it'll be uh, changed. This, these these bodies that we've been using, they they have changed. The process of change does occur, but um, allowing that to be so, being in harmony with that, being in in flow with that, so uh, and that allowing more more ease, but at the same time looking after the change. We don't want to be uh, disrespectful or um, disregarding. Uh, the importance of looking after these bodies because as we spoke before they are subject to aging to illness and to death as as part of the realities of life and so uh, there is that responsibility to look after them and care for them 
that they don't change too quickly too soon and that um, there is some degree of um, durability about them um, supporting them for as long as we can and as long as we need them as well so do give consideration to uh, these four great elements especially if you think you are them um, appreciating yes that they they are so important, they are very much this body, but they are coming and going, coming and going. And no doubt you're going to be leaving part of your, your four great elements with you, with, uh, with us here tonight. Um, as you leave, you'll probably leave some, some hairs on the, on the chair and a bit of um, skin and um, maybe some of you use the toilet as well. And uh, <laughs> That's okay, you don't need to take it with you. <laughs> leave some here. But... Um, Obviously, the body continues to replenish with those four elements uh, for life and longevity. So give that consideration and come into truth with regards to how and what they are. Any questions or uh, considerations regarding these four great elements that you might think yourself to be? Mind can be a heaven or a hell. Um, do you think the mind is affected by any of those four elements in particular or um, you know, I'm, I'm just intrigued about what the association might be there when you mm. feel like I'm, I have a hot temper or I'm very cold towards that person. Sure, so the mind as this um, um, enlivening um, intelligence does very much become identified um, with these elements and creates self disposition out of these elements especially how the body might look or how the body might feel depending upon okay um, I'm this sort of person because this is the this is how my body is but also from moment to moment in terms of like oh, I'm not feeling so good or I'm feeling tired or I'm feeling hot or I'm feeling cold etc there's a uh, quote from the, uh, the Buddha in a discourse called the Datu Sutta, so the, uh, a uh, teaching on the Datu. And it said, at Sawati, which is a particular place in India where the, where the Buddha was, the Buddha said, Monks, the earth property is inconstant, changeable, alterable. The liquid property, the fire property, the wind property, the space property, the consciousness property is incon inconstant, changeable, alterable. And uh, kept going on to say, one who knows and sees that these phenomena are this way is called a stream enterer, steadfast, never again desti destined for states of woe, headed for self-awakening. So a stream enterer is someone that's entered the stream of enlightenment. And also um, another nice quote which um, describes um, enlightenment or nirvana where the Buddha said, uh, there is that sphere of being where there is no earth, no water, no fire, nor wind, no experience of infinity of space, of infinity of consciousness, of nothingness, or even of neither perception nor non-perception. Here there is neither this world nor another world, neither moon nor sun, this sphere of being I call neither coming nor a going, nor a staying still. Neither a dying for a reappearance, it has no basis, no evolution and no support. It is the end of suffering. 
and also the Buddha said uh, where there is no attachment there is no decline where there is no decline there is calm and where there is calm there is no obsessive desire where obsessive desire is absent there is neither coming nor going there is no death no birth neither this life nor any afterlife nor any in between it is the end of suffering so certainly the mind that has um, transcended being identified with or as these earthbound or planetary bound elements being free being enlightened that's all for this episode until next time head over to wellawareness.com.au and discover what's on offer to relieve stress and suffering and enhance your health and well-being with a broad range of services ranging from one-on-one counselling related to many issues facing individuals in today's modern world to meditation courses and retreats.